for the first time all year, we won't actually have the home match for you as far as volleyball goes against SMU. Again, it's at 5 o'clock. Women's basketball against Alabama State's at 7 o'clock. And technically, if I was able to transport myself more quickly from one to the other, we could do it. But just too risky. I'll, of course, be going to the corral to watch the match and then probably around 6, 6.15 get over to our broadcast setup for basketball. So keep an eye on my Twitter page, but we won't have it live for you tonight. And while I'm saying that, before we get to a preview, it's with regret I say that we will not be able to broadcast the women's soccer NCAA tournament match on Bulls Unlimited on Sunday. The plan was for Ryan Urquhart, who, as I said, has been calling the matches all year long, men's and women's, on ESPN+. And ESPN+, Plus is not broadcasting the NCAA tournament games. Ryan was already and right away said he would do it to call the match on Bulls Unlimited reason I can't be available on Sunday is I'm headed to Knoxville with women's basketball. They play there on Monday night. But then I got a call yesterday, and this makes all the sense in the world. Basically, it's a little bit different for the NCAA, certain sports, and especially soccer being one of them. It's a mixture of video entities for the first round. It's not just one hub that assigns broadcasters like an ESPN would, for example. It's whatever company decides they want to stream the game. And in this case, I, I love this. The school wants to do it. And, well, Ryan Urquhart was their choice. So rather than try and train a third person and there's some technical stuff that goes into it and I just didn't feel comfortable uh, putting somebody through that at the last second and hoping it all works out, especially when, obviously, everyone's going to be wanting to watch the game and that's the whole idea of putting Ryan Urquhart in a video stream up live on Sunday. So I'll go ahead and encourage you to check it out on GoUSFBulls.com. And, oh, by the way, how about attend the match at Corbett Soccer Stadium. It's going to be on Sunday afternoon. The weather's going to be awesome. The opponent, NC State, is going to be a very tough one. We'll tell you more about them on tomorrow's show. But just one of those things that this is the downside of being able to travel with women's basketball. Last year, for example, I remember there was one time when I would have been on the road with women's basketball. But, you know, last year was different. We were in a studio at Amelie Arena. The downside of that was there was no crowd noise and it was just awkward. So I'm glad to be traveling again. But the upside was being at home for the games allowed me to remember the one weekend when Ken Erickson got his 1,000th victory and it was a no-hitter. Well, we would not have done those games if I would have been on the road. So this is the flip side of it. I will not be able to do soccer and therefore we will not have a broadcast on Bulls Unlimited. If they were playing Friday or Saturday, would have been in town, but just didn't work out that way. So I wanted to make sure you knew why there was no broadcast coming up. In fact, we probably won't have any more women's soccer on USF Bulls Unlimited for the postseason. I remember two years ago when they made it to Tallahassee, won their first bid into the Sweet 16. We had that match for you, but again, I'll be with women's basketball next weekend as we'll be headed off to the Bahamas. There's that programming note for you. Now, back to the volleyball match itself. If you want to come by the corral, wouldn't mind seeing people do the whole double header themselves. Watch some volleyball and some women's basketball tonight. It is alumni weekend. A lot of former Bulls expected to be there. If not for tonight's match, then for the one on Saturday at 1 o'clock against Memphis, which, by the way, yours truly will be calling live. And we'll actually have that on Bulls Unlimited, too, because men's basketball is playing at the same time. Jim Lighthall does those games. But SMU is the opponent tonight at 5 o'clock, has won four of its last five was picked to finish third in the conference, and that's about where they are. They are tied for fourth, a half game behind Wichita State. In fact, they were in a three-way tie for third until Wichita State beat Tulsa on Wednesday night. 
SMU 13 and 11 overall. Now, their one loss in their last five was against a Memphis team that the Bulls took to five sets, and of course, we'll be playing on Saturday. Usually, it's a Friday Sunday thing, but it's Thursday Saturday in this case because, well, the football team is playing on Friday night. Hannah Jacobs is the leader, just hit the 1,000 kills for her career. Mark. Kaylin Winkler has been very good in the middle for the Mustangs as she has earned weekly honor roll mentioned twice in a row. And how about the leader in the American in blocks per set, Alex Glover. So the Bulls going up against a team that overall gives up a pretty high hitting percentage, but itself is one of the top hitting teams in the league. And of course, the Bulls yet to get that first conference victory. I have a feeling, I have a positive vibe, if not tonight. It'll be Friday, especially on Alumni Weekend. I also have a pretty good vibe that the women's basketball team is going to come out on fire tonight. Again, they won their first game against UTRGV, 63-56. to But as we kind of capsulized for you on yesterday's show, the second unit just didn't mesh well together. And you're going to hear more from Jose Fernandez on this from this press conference. On yesterday's show, we had his conversation with yours truly and Bridget Miranda. No, speaking of Bridget Miranda, this was the beginning of the fourth quarter. Bulls had extended a seven-point lead barely to eight. And right away, first possessions, there was an immediate timeout. And give credit to my partner, Bridget. What she noticed here, you could hear the noise she makes and the comments she makes. Right in line with what the head coach had to say after the game was the big issue, not so much offensively, but defensively for the Bulls. And Sydney Harvey gets a wide open three to start off the fourth quarter with that extra possession that they got with a hell ball, and she misses the three. She has been great, though, from that distance tonight. 13 points for the game. Uh, Unguarded Haley Jones left side, and they are making their open threes. And there you go, weak side, back side. She is two for three. And it's 55 to 50. And the Bulls need a timeout. We'll see who Jose Fernandez puts in the game. It's going to be Betty Menunga. He is talking to Patience Williams. And I guess he's not having patience with his situation. Yeah, you can't go, can't leave that shooter open. I don't, you know, that tape is going to be pretty uh, dramatic and easy to play over and over, but multiple possessions that look identical with just different shooters that are moving around the arc from the weak side, and they're just moving diagonally parallel, Derek, with the um, the strong side dribbler. So they're just flinging it out there, and the Bulls are not recovering at all. We gave up eight offensive rebounds out of single digits, 15 turnovers on our end. Um, free throw shooting was not good. And you, you got three quarters that were under 30%. You know, you came to watch us play tonight. We didn't play like a top 25 team, nowhere near it. Uh, so you got to give Rio Grand Valley a lot of credit. You know, hey, they came in here, they played inspired, they had a good game plan, they played well, they played hard. We got a veteran group. There's no, there's no reason for us to play the way that we did. We got a lot of new faces, right, that played today that have not played in our program. So um, we got mixed up on some of our uh, back row rotations that we gave up some threes on that side pick and roll coverages where, I mean, it's almost like we we didn't react to the next pass and our next coverage, right? Again, it was just... It was not good. It was awful. Now, if you look at it, tonight's opponent is probably going to be a little bit tougher, Alabama State. Even though it started off with nearly a 30-point loss, it was kind of an excused loss. They played before 4,500 fans in Starkville and got beat by Mississippi State 91-62. to But they did put up 23 points in the first quarter. 
Problem is they gave up 30 and then got outscored 23-8 to in the second quarter. But they return Anaya Emanuel, who's an all-conference performer, in the SWAC. She was just 3-15 of 15 from the floor, scored 10 points. They struggled in general against a very good defensive team, just 4-20 of 20 on threes. And again, UTRGV hit nine threes, outshot the Bulls from the arc, which was one of the things that rankled the head coaches you just heard there. Farah Pearson was an all-freshman performer last year. She led them with 11 points and also added six rebounds. They've added some transfers for some depth. It could be a relatively tough opponent for the Bulls tonight, so we'll, of course, let you know how it goes. 6.45 is the start time for our broadcast, 7 o'clock. Around there is the action beginning. By the way, Mississippi State's Jerkayla Jordan, who you recognize, she was the all-freshman player of the year in the American Athletic Conference, played at Tulane last year, and her Mississippi State debut needed just to play 23 minutes, went 6 of 12, had 15 points and 6 rebounds. And so, yeah, Mississippi State has done some addition on its side as well, a familiar name to the Bulls since they played them a couple times over the last couple years and definitely a familiar name in the case of Ja'Kayla Jordan. Now yesterday was National Signing Day basically for pretty much every sport but football and even though there have been recent announcements and you of course see them on Twitter people committing we are actually not able to tell you anything officially about a prospective future bull until they actually sign their letter of intent and a lot of them did yesterday including while we're on women's basketball a six foot two center from Sweden, yep, European, Emma Johansson. So that was made official. Also, one of the articles on GoUSFBulls.com you can check out is on the latest addition to the men's basketball roster. And these are all, by the way, for incoming towards the next sports calendar year, if you will, 2022 23. Ryan Conwell, he is out of Indianapolis, he is a six four guard. Lefty scored around 17 points a game his junior season at his high school, but also apparently turned it on during the AAU circuit and chose the Bulls over some pretty good schools, including one in the conference, Wichita State. According to Brian Gregory, he's a multidimensional guard who can distribute the ball and create for his teammates, score in a variety of ways, and play the physical style of defense our program values. Incidentally, the Bulls are back at it on Saturday at noon against Georgia Southern team that defeated Ball State 82-71. to It's a pretty impressive opener for them. Now, there is a load of new members, future members, incoming of the baseball team. Of course, baseball has a larger roster than sports like basketball. So we're not going to run them all down for you, but I will direct you to the outstanding website, usfbaseballfans.com. These guys are all over it. They are of the Twitter handle, It's Bruin at McEwen. You should be following them already. But they have basically all the future Bulls. Just look at them. It's a long list. Several from the local area. For example, Corbin Little from Jenkins High School. Got a kid from Newport Ritchie, Austin Newton. Adador Academy, that's Josh Cohn from Bradenton. I'm going to have to do some research because some of these last names sound like they have you know, MLB bloodlines like Puckett and Showalter and Betancourt. But when I can get some more intel is today. Why? It's the first game of the three-game Green and Gold World Series. That's right. They're going to be playing at the baseball stadium. You can come. It's open to the public at noon. If you go to Billy Mole's Twitter page, at USF underscore Coach Mole, he has put out the rosters for both teams. He is not one of the managers, so I guess he gets to sit around and enjoy it a little bit more. It's all in fun, obviously. 
and we'll be checking that out later on today. A couple of more new names of future bulls, and of course we'll get more intel on all of these, but again, they can become official in many sports. Women's soccer, which is of course still playing right now, Ashley Paul and Olivia Mancini are the newest additions to the roster. Men's golf added Nino Palmquist. Obviously, we'll pass more information as we learn more about these future bulls. And got to tell you, last night, remember I said, okay, maybe this was somewhat perversely enjoyable to witness. The fact that when men's soccer defeated UCF in Orlando, probably the game of the year so far in this fall season, for the bulls anyway, that the Knights were maybe going to go on a downward spiral and miss the NCAA tournament. Well, they indeed lost their next two games to SMU 5-0 and their regular season finale to Tulsa 2-1. But in my opinion, caught a break when Memphis, which this hurt the Bulls because Memphis on last Friday night beat SMU and that knocked the Bulls out of the American Athletic Conference tournament field, put Memphis in. It also kept UCF in the number two seed despite its spiral and put them up against Memphis. And I just had a feeling that they were going to beat Memphis. UCF did. It was six to nothing. So go figure. Two games ago, SMU goes to Orlando and wins five nothing. Last night of the regular season, that same SMU team loses to Memphis four to one. So what happens when Memphis plays UCF? UCF destroys them. And we actually don't know who's the and the Knights will advance to the final against we're still waiting. Weather in Tulsa prevented the second semi. They'll play today, Tulsa and SMU. We'll talk about that tomorrow on Around the American. We'll end the hour with that, of course, on Bulls Beat. We'll recap tonight's action and preview what's coming up, namely a Friday football game. But that's going to do it for the Thursday show. Thanks for listening. I'm Derek Sharp.